0: And welcome in to another great edition of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. My apologies for this show being as late as it is. This week, we will still do the other shows. Um, I've just been a little under the weather. It's just a sinus thing. It's not the big virus, nothing like that. Uh, it has not deterred me from uh, really doing much this week, except for being able to talk for extended periods of time. And no promises here that you won't hear me clear my throat or uh, try to um, not have a coughing fit during the middle of this. But I am definitely further along to kicking this than than uh, uh, previously in the week. So We're going to keep moving on. We're going to keep pushing on. In fact, we'll name today's show, Keep Pushing On. Obviously, a lot to get into. Ring of Honor had uh, some of its last few shows. It's got a few more coming up. Bellator and UFC had some amazing uh, fights over the weekend. They've got some amazing ones coming up. Just so much to get into, but as always, as we always do, let's start with the world of WWE and Monday Night Raw. And I'm not going to go match by match. I'm going to take some of the bigger storylines and uh, try to try to determine where these could go and, and where or where these are going and where they could go. I mean, out of the gate, Becky Lynch defended her title. Against Bianca Belair. It's a good match. Becky Two Belts. Even though she's only got one right now. Uh, Becky Two Belts is still elite. On, on just a top level. And Bianca's good. I'll give her that. She's, she's really good. She's really athletic. She benefited from getting an early push. And getting a title reign. Um... Now it's kind of like Carmella. You you kind of get dropped back into the mid middle obscurity, and you get to see kind of what you're made of. And don't worry. I mean, it happens to all of them. Uh, It happened to Brock. It happened to Randy Orton. It it uh it happened to The Rock. You get your initial push. And then uh, you kind of get pushed down the card and, and they see if you rise to the top. And I think that's that's kind of what I think it's kind of what they're gonna work towards here. As far as Becky Lynch, she needs a new opponent. And now that she's on raw, uh, there's there's a good many that that make sense. Obviously, you have Nikki Ash. You have Rhea Ripley. You know, Becky, Rhea, it sounded like a pretty good matchup to me. Uh, you know, there's some other things they could do with it. But, Becky needs to have the title reign she would have had had she not uh, uh well, had she not had her her uh, her amazing kid, so I feel like Becky's gonna have the have it for a while, and uh, we're gonna see where Bianca goes. Like uh, Bianca could benefit from a good feud with Carmella, or I don't know. I want to see what they want to do with Zelina Vega. I don't want to immediately put her against Bianca Belair because I think neither one of them are going to come out on the other side of that. But we'll see what they do. Um, The only reason I'm going to mention this match is because of where I think it's going to go. Austin Theory gets a win over Rey Mysterio. It was a DQ crossed by Dominic. At some point, we're going to see the WWE thing. This needed to happen anyway. We're going to see Dominic and Ray get split up. And hopefully it is because Ray is going to, um, as much as I enjoy him performing, I think at some point he's going to start taking some steps back to get out of the limelight. And he's wanting to push Dominic up to a better level. And that could happen with a good, solid feud. That's that's what they're working towards there, and and that's, like I said, that's what needs to happen. It was good they had a title reign together. Very rare, is it, that father and son are in the same organization, let alone being able to wrestle at the same time, let alone being able to win titles together. That kind of stuff usually doesn't happen. But in this case, they got the opportunity. But at some point, Ray and Dominic are going to fight. Ray's going to have the upper hand a little bit because he's the veteran. And when Dominic starts to take over, I think that's when you're going to see Ray say, "Okay, you're ready. You don't need me anymore." Uh, move it on. Um, uh, looking over it. Uh, Damian Priest and T-Bar had a fantastic match. It was very brutal, but uh, Priest retains, but these two know how to go at each other, and they did. That's a very physical, very brutal match. Um, Priest just keeps mowing through people, which is fine. They're building him up nice. Like I said, where this this guy's going to be, Six, eight months from now, you, you're almost not going to recognize it. That This is where he was that long ago. But uh, he keeps rolling. T-Bar, now that he's split up for Mace, you're going to see that T-Bar is really solid in his ring performance. Uh He's a big, powerful guy, but he could move for a big, powerful guy. Uh, that's why him and Priest are good matchups because they're they're similar in a lot of ways, and it's it's good to see that matchup. And in the end, Priest won as he should. Uh, T Bar will be one of those guys they they give as an interesting matchup, a good enforcer when he needs to be. And lastly, for Raw, Big E took on Kevin Owens. Seth Rollins played a big part as well. Uh, KO had a few moments towards the end that Big E did not necessarily like. But it is what it is. I like that Seth is on the outside with the, the contract. And I like that Big E can have other opponents and you have that X factor out there. Where Seth can cash in at any time. Kind of like a money in the bank, but it's kind of like a card or shot. You can call it whatever you want. But the fact that you have that wild card out there in case there's an injury or in case you just want to flip the script, it's there and it's Seth Rollins that makes the most sense in that position. uh moving on to smackdown Naomi took on Shayna she was actually able to beat Shayna and then Sonya Deville comes out and says whoa 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 whoa, whoa whoa uh, technicality of the of the last part of that match I'm uh, restarting the match to which Shayna instantly Put on the uh, the her version of a rear naked choke, and Shayna is your winner. Now once again, the Naomi versus Sonya storyline is interesting. You got an authoritative figure, kind of picking on one of the uh, one of the top talents. Now it's not the top talent. But it's somebody who needs that extra boost, that extra connection, Naomi is that. And having Shayna as the enforcer, it's the perfect way to ease her into being one of the top talents on SmackDown. I want to see where this goes. At some point, we'll get Naomi versus Sonya. We know that. Uh, just, I just don't think it'll be anytime soon. I like the way they're doing it. we got to see a video package for the soon-to-be-debuting Xia Lee. You guys are going to like Xia She's got some brutal strikes. She, she's a lot like Kyle O'Reilly, like a female Kyle O'Reilly. Her strikes are deadly. But uh, I think she's going to be really good to the SmackDown mix. We got to hear from Ridge Holland. I'm a big fan of Ridge Holland. Former rugby player, I believe, just big uh is he Irish? Is that for Scott? I think he's Irish. Just big European bruiser of a guy. He can talk. He can move. He's got strategy. I think you guys are gonna like Rich Allen as well. Be interesting to see what his first feud kinda is over there. Um and looking at it, him and Ricochet could be pretty good. Um, I want him to stay away from Cesaro for a minute. I want that to be down the road. <coughs> just once again, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Rich Holland. Um, probably just needs a couple of regular matches, and then he can get into it with Ricochet or um, I think Ricochet actually is is the one I would target him with. Los Lotharios, otherwise known as Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Yes, they are cousins. Los Lotharios gets a big win over Mansoor and Cesaro, and they're not even an established team. But Los Lotharios are going to be in the tag team mix very, very soon. Them versus the New Day. They're going to be tag champs at some point. Them versus New Day. Them versus the Usos. There's there's a lot of really good matchups. Um, speaking of Ricochet, he took on Drew McIntyre, who had an open challenge. Just because McIntyre doesn't have anything serious going on. He just wants an opponent. And Ricochet gave him all kinds of stuff that, that it took a while for him to handle. It was a really, really solid match. Of course, McIntyre is victorious, as he should be. I just wonder if at some point Ricochet lets his contract expire and goes to Japan or somewhere else where he feels like he won't be putting everybody over. It just seems like at the moment, it's kind of all he does. He has some really great matches, but he's pretty much always on the losing end. But we'll see. Um, I guess they're going to make Hit Row faces. Because they got this thing with Sami Zayn, and they tried to embarrass Sami Zayn. Uh, you kind of spurn Sami Zayn. We'll see what he does trying to get back at him, which will lead to some stuff. But it'd be interesting to see what Hit Road does because they moved him up from NXT while they were kind of on the back end of a feud with Wigato de Fantasma, Del Fantasma. So we'll see what they end up doing from there. And then lastly, we had King Woods versus Jimmy Uso, where if King Woods was victorious, Jimmy had to bend the knee to the king. And if Jimmy won, then King Woods had to bend the knee to Roman Reigns. Well, King Woods won. And as Jimmy was going to take a knee and and acknowledge the king, Roman Reigns come out and it became a 3-on-2 beatdown On the new day, perfect booking, perfect booking. That's how you draw it up. It it was great. It continues the feud, and you get this whole head of the table versus king of the ring vibe that I just really think could be something they could really build towards the end, uh, all the way to Royal Rumble, first of the year. Let's go to NXT. NXT. Uh, Mandy Rose came out, kind of challenged Io Shirai, who kind of halfway challenged her back. Then uh, Gigi and uh, JC Jane came out. And then KC Squared came out, which is KC Cannizzaro and Caden Carter. Really good tag team. So it's going to set up some sort of uh, six-woman tag and kind of intermittent feud there, and that's going to be fun. Even though we saw her last week, it was good to see Dakota Kai, who came back. She had a victory over Cora Jade, which didn't make any sense. Is Dakota better than Cora? Absolutely. It It was a good match. The problem I have with it as you spent the last month building up Cora Jade as a as a singles talent, only to have Dakota Kai come back and run over. So it to everything you've done. But Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez, it's going to be fun. Anytime you get people who were or are best friends, they really will tear it up with each other. Um, let's see. They're kind of doing a weird angle with Zion Quinn, who is one of their up-and-coming talents. Uh, he's, he's really got a polished look and uh, polished ability about himself. And it seems that him and the female member of, uh, of uh, LDF, Lugano Del Fantasma, forgot her name, she kind of looks like Jennifer Lopez a little bit, but that's not her name. But uh, I think, because I saw a clip online, I have not watched any wrestling this week. I don't do that till I do this show, which explains how behind I am. But at the same time, there's, there was a clip this week that shows uh, the female member of LDF and, and Zion in a... Uh, Interesting screenshot, so I'm looking forward to seeing that here shortly after this is over. And um, it's interesting. It's pretty interesting. Uh, LDF took on Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Vaughn Wagner. Interesting team they've been using. Interesting seems to be the word of the day. Uh, but in the end, LDF of course wins. But Kyle and Va- Von Wagner, I think, are going to be an interesting duo. I mean, Wagner being around Kyle, he's going to pick up some of that veteran presence and things, which things he's missing from his game at the moment. And Kyle is actually going to pick up some stuff from Von Wagner that'll make him better. And it's an interesting duo. It just, it's an interesting duo, and uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do with them. I don't know if they make a tag run or nothing like that. But Kyle, knowing somebody has his back because Bobby Fish is no longer there, they put Roderick Strong in, in Diamond Mind to head that up, and Adam Cole, of course, is in the same place Bobby Fish is at. So of that whole group. Came in from Ring of Honor, New Japan. Uh, Kyle's got kind of an island. so it's good to kind of pair somebody up with him that they'll both make each other better. And LDF needed a win; they had not had a great go of it recently. Uh, let's see. Braun Breaker had a uh, a comeback or, or a, a get back win. After losing to Tommaso Ciampa at Halloween Havoc, I mean, he's he's not ready for the the big time yet. He's he's getting there. <clears throat> he's a lot closer than than you would think. But he beats Adrian Chase. It it looked pretty good. Braun a rebound. He's almost he's almost to a point where I'm not sure the North American title is something he should pursue. Uh, Then the main event, we get to see uh, Carmelo and Trick Williams take on Johnny Wrestling, a.k.a. Johnny Gargano, and Dexter Loomis, who are slowly becoming a popular tag team. But in the end, kind of the way it should be, Carmelo who's on the up and up, gets the pin over Dexter, but Gargano Dexter, it's, it's like Johnny has embraced it. I just want to see Gargano get back to being Johnny Wrestling, and it's fun that he does his stuff with Dexter and Indy and things like that, but I want Johnny Wrestling back. Uh, let's move to AEW Dynamite. They mention that John Moxley is taking time away uh, to deal with uh, some some things. I'm not going to say where he's at. You guys can easily Google that. Just know that Mox realized he had a problem. The first step in 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 uh, in that is identifying that you have a problem and admitting it. The second thing is deciding what to do about it. The third is actually doing something about it. He is on step three. He is doing something about it. I know his wife and family are behind him, so are the AEW family, the fans who wish Mox the best. But given what he's dealing with, it makes a lot of sense as to the way he's wrestled here recently. A little more hyper aggressive, a little more get your stuff in and get out. Uh, very quick matches, very just rigid. Um, not gonna say he took liberties, but he was not as careful as not as careful as as he normally is. A little a little reckless at times. But, you know, once again, more power to him. We're behind him. They open up with Kenny Omega defending his AEW World Championship against uh, Allen Angels, otherwise known as Member 5 from the Dark Order. I think Allen Angels is from Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, This is a really solid match. Of course, Omega wins. Hangman comes out in the end. This is all leading up to Hangman vs. Omega. We will talk about uh, their upcoming pay-per-view full full gear, I think. We will talk about it in a few minutes as soon as we talk about their uh, daily stuff. Or their weekly stuff, rather. Um. Let's see. Like I said angels look good in the match. That's that's what you want. You want you want a good performance, and you want, uh and then obviously Omega to retain. Um. Aerostar and Samurai del Sol. You would probably recognize him from, uh, I think it was Kalisto and the WWE. Uh, they challenged FTR for the AAA Tag Team Championship. Of course, FTR finds a way to cheat and still win. As they should. They're setting up a thing with them and the Lucha Brothers. We know that. Which, by far right now, that's two of the best tag teams in the world. So that's that's the matchup we want to see. Um, the Inner Circle came out. And then um, uh, Dan Lambert and crew came out. Let's see. Was it here or was it Rampage that they announced? Okay, it was on here. So the Inner Circle says, all right. We're going to reveal who of your crew we're going to be facing. Keep in mind, the inner circle has five members. So we know that it's going to be Scorpio Sky. We know that it is Ethan Page. Uh, Jericho says they pick uh, Junior Dos Santos. From the Lambert crew. They also pick. Dan Arlowski I believe. So this is shaping up. And then Jericho. Looks at the sheet. And he says. "Um, It's great that all you guys sign this. And that it's a big open contract. And that. um, Anybody from. the Lambert crew. From American top team. Is uh, considered part of the team. Everybody's a member. Lambert says, of course. So Jericho says, the fifth member of the team that we're going to face is you, Dan Lambert. And he goes ballistic. He goes crazy. We saw this coming a mile away, but it was a great segment. It was done extremely well. Everybody did their, everybody did their part to the, the, the ninth degree. It was great. Absolutely great. But uh, now we know who's going to be facing off at Full Gear coming up. Um, let's see. They had a tournament match for the TNT Women's Belt. This one, uh, Anna J versus Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter gets the win there. It makes more sense because there's a little more you could do with her. I think Anna Jay, they're gonna pair off not really pair off, but I think they've got some other plans for her. They're not a part of this title because we know she's probably not gonna win the title. So it's it's good to clear the deck that way. And and Jamie Hayter being in there, like I said, it, it keeps some interest in there. A little bit other interest than would normally be there. MJF and Darby have a face off, that'll lead to some stuff later. Um, Andrade El Idolo defeated Cody, and then in the end, FTR the Lucha, FTR and and Tully and uh, were uh, beating Cody down. Arn gets in there to try to help out. The Lucha Brothers come and chase them all off. A bunch of feuds in there, so be fun to see those. It's like I said, there's a bunch of different ones in there because the way it came out. Was it MJF is paying Andrade or no Andrade is paying MJF for the, the rights to the services of FTR and they're using and he's using Andrade is using FTR to take care of Cody and the Lucha Brothers and other people that are pains in his side right now um, And then since Mox couldn't be in the match John Moxley, Lawrence Cassidy had a tourney semifinal match and so they subbed in Miro. This was actually really good. A really good matchup. Uh, Miro ends up with the win because uh, Cassidy Miro makes better sense. So it's going to be Daniel Bryan Not Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, same person. His actual name, Bryan Danielson, is going to be facing Miro in the finals. That's that's a match we all wanted to see happen. Because nothing personal, but Orange Cassidy versus Bryan Danielson. Is not as big as is Danielson. Miro. Uh, that moved us to Rampage, where Danielson took on Anthony Bowens. Anthony Bowens, one half of a pretty good tag team, whose uh, his partner has some interesting things to say. But uh, in the end, Danielson wins as he should. Um. It was a good match, so I give Bowen's credit. He he hung with Daniel for a long, Danielson for a long time. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston get into a verbal war that is one of the most throwback confrontations I've seen in a long time. Their match picked up so much steam that it might be the card stealer. Uh, the Bunny took on Red Velvet in the last quarterfinal match. Of the tournament. Dead Velvet ends up winning there. Give the Bunny credit though. She has done some. Just fantastic magnificent stuff. Even when she's not on the winning side of things. She's a really good worker. In the ring. And does a really really good job. Of accomplishing what she needs to accomplish. And then in the main event. Johnny Hunky, Otherwise known as John Silver in the Dark Order took on Adam Cole, I know what you're thinking. On paper, you're talking borderline main eventer versus um top of the mid card, uh, middle of the mid card. John Silver—he's he's mostly known as a tag guy. At least up until this point, he's been known as the tag guy and, and things like that. But, my goodness. This was pay-per-view quality. The two of them tore it down. And I think we saw a glimpse of what John Silver could be on a solo run somewhere down the road. Good match, so Good match. Good, solid match. Okay, so full gear. Full gear coming up this, right down there it is, this Saturday. Uh, As part of the buy-in, which is the pre-show, you're going to get Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida versus Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida are clearly going to win that because Hayter and Rose, have never teamed before. But that's going to be good. They're going to start really building Thunder Rosa here soon, and I think really... Propelling her into some big moments. Uh, First match on the pay-per-view, or at least first listen, Cody Rhodes and Pac, or Pac, however you want to say it, are going to take on Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. We've known about Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes Now Andrade has taken on Cody Rhodes, and uh, uh, Pac has just decided to insert himself in the middle of this because he'll like any of them. Um, I'll be honest. I think Malachi and Andrade will probably win, but these are four of the top performers who aren't currently in title situations, and I'm glad it didn't need to be a four-way. I'm glad it's going to be a tag team event. It's going to be really good. Speaking of tag team, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express are going to take on Adam Cole and the Young Bucks in a falls count anywhere. In that case, expect other friends of Adam Cole and the Young Bucks to help out. And things probably go sideways and, and be... I don't know why AEW... Has to constantly have a match that is somewhere else in the arena on every card. But, that's just what we're going to see. Winner in this match, probably Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Although, I I don't know that it matters. (laughs) The Inner Circle are going to take on the Men of the Year which is Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and then uh, Andre Orlovsky, Dan Lambert, and Junior Dos Santos. So, in a Minneapolis street fight. Now, it needs to be a street fight, because Dos Santos and Orlovsky are not polished wrestlers. They're really good athletes, but that way it allows them to showcase their fighter skills a lot more than a lot more than trying to be, you know, fluid technical wrestlers. Uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I said go ahead and star that one right now. There is a good chance that that one steals the show. There is a lot of animosity. There is uh, a lot of built-in frustration. Apparently they do have a little bit of a history. I thought they had made it up. But uh, these two are underrated performers, and you're going to really see them go at it. Uh, Darby Allen versus MJF. These are two of the cornerstones, pillars, whatever you want to say, building blocks for AEW moving forward. They've kind of dangled them together before. Uh, More than likely, Darby's going to win this. Although, because MJ, either one of them could survive the loss. Um, the only thing is, is MJF is probably going to have Sean Spears down there. He's probably going to have Wardlow. And, uh, he's, and, uh, Darby Allen's probably going to have Sting. So, we'll just see how that plays out. They, they really need to do a good job of trying to build those. And, uh, we'll see what goes on from there. Uh, in the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals, Brian Danielson is going to take on Miro. Miro with all the power and the fluidity that he has. Daniel Bryan in that indie... Never Say Die. Always got something for you, underdog. I think it's going to be Danielson because... The winner of this is going to be looking at a potential title picture down the road. And we'll talk about the title here in a second. But it just makes better sense to me if Danielson has uh, the title shot. Because if you give it to Miro, you almost want to say, well, he dropped one title. It should be to get the other one. But Miro is the champ right now just doesn't make the best sense, in my opinion, to go from Omega to eventually Miro. Um, just, I don't know, not, not ready for it yet. You've got for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, the Lucha Brothers versus FTR. FTR's going to try their everything they can to win these belts. I hope the Lucha Brothers retain. But once again, these are two of the top five tag teams in the world. Uh, the Young Bucks are probably the third of that five. But at the same time, it's just really, really good tag team action. It's, it's worth watching. This one could steal the card. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is defending her Women's World Championship against Ty Conti. They have really built tie up a lot over the last few months. At some point, somebody's going to beat Britt Baker, and whoever it is is going to be um, a star. So... Maybe it's her. I mean, I feel like you could have, you could have built her up a little more than you have. But we all know Ruby Soho will probably win the the uh, the other one because you can't just bring somebody in automatically. Haven't won a belt. Britt has done a fantastic job. I do think it's time to eventually move the title. I don't know if Ty uh, Ty's the one to do it or not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say somehow Britt retains, maybe through Rebel or, or Hater or one of those down there. I just I feel like it's it's not time to move the belt. But what do I know? They don't ask my opinion. And in the main event, Kenny by God Omega is taking on Hank, Adam Hangman Page. This seems rushed. It kind of came out of nowhere. They've tried to build this before, and then they put a, a halt to it, and then all of a sudden they brought it back up. As much as we all want Hangman to beat Omega and Hangman to be the champ, I just feel like Omega is is going to defend his title and probably face Brian Danielson down the road. I just I, I don't see much of another way of it going. But uh, it's going to take place at the Target Center in Minneapolis. It is Saturday, as I said. And uh, it's a pretty solid pay-per-view. So good for AEW. They've they've continued to have solid content. We'll see what they do. <clears throat> uh, Impact Wrestling. Laredo Kid wins a match with Rohit Raju. Macklin, and Black Taru. He will face Trey Miguel for the exhibition title coming up. Um, Finjuice got a DQ win over the Good Brothers. The reason why they got a, a DQ win is because the Bullet Club came out and proceeded to nutshot everybody. So, it seems like the Bullet Club, Finjuice, and Good Brothers... Oddly enough, almost all members involved are from New Japan. The only one who's not is Chris Bay, and he would have fit in pretty good over there. But it seems like those three are going to have some sort of uh, triple threat match or something like that coming up. Those are are two really good teams and a lot of talent. Well, the club just not established yet, so I want to see what they do. Um uh, Mickey James defended her women's title against Madison Rayne. Even though Caleb with the was down there, Rayne didn't have enough to beat Mickey. Mickey retains and then Mercedes Martinez comes out. Does the fluff job of uh, Mickey Big Fan. Respect all you've done. And uh and just reminds Mickey James that Mercedes Martinez won the The tournament, and she's the number one contender. She's coming for that belt. Uh, Just a a big six-man tag at the end where Moose, Morrissey, Minoru, Suzuki all took on Matt Cardona, Josh Alexander, and Eddie Edwards. In the end, Morrissey over Edwards, but it's so much fun to see Suzuki on television over here. He's in New Japan a lot. It's hard to see New Japan over here without... Subscribing or streaming, but at the same time, it was uh, it was just a good, solid match between six performers who who get it. And uh, Impact Wrestling, they they they're not doing as many backstage segments. They're having good quality action. I like it. Uh, Ring of Honor, we had Josh the Goods Woods took on LSG for the Pure Championship. Good, solid match. These are people who clearly work together a lot. Uh, the Goods keeps his belt. And Bandito defends his World Heavyweight title against Alex Zane, who has been in Ring of Honor before. And also, who won some match at the last pay-per-view to be a, a, a qualifier. This is a, a really good match. In the end, Bandito retains. You know, they have... Ring of Honor has a couple more TV tapings. I think they've already done them. But they have a few more things coming on TV. And then, is it Final Battle? It's in December. And at first when I heard the news, I didn't think they were really going anywhere. And then the more that comes out, I'm not sure. Because Ring of Honor, after their December pay-per-view, is going to uh, take a break until early next quarter. Which, oddly enough, about April is when they say they would fire back up. And April is when pretty much everybody they have under contract between now and April, that contract would run out. So I don't know. I hope Ring of Honor stays around. I hope if... um, if it looks like they're in trouble, that I, honestly, I hope it's not WWE, but maybe AEW or, you know, somebody can reach out and, and help them out without just buying them out because you need the Ring of Honor brand and not just rights to the video catalog, which is what seems like everybody's looking at. I guess we'll see. Now this moves on to fighting. To fighting. Bellator 270 happened over the weekend. Um, here's the main card. Ilias Boulard took on uh, George uh, Sasu. Boulade ends up, or Boulade, I think it's Boulade. Ends up with the decision win in the flyweight division there. It was was a good fight. Um, Ilias or Elias, maybe Elias, definitely won the fight. He did, I would say, 60-40, 65-35, somewhere in there. He controlled the action, and uh, he gets a win. Pedro Carvalho gets the decision win over Daniel Weichel. Another good fight. Pedro had a uh, good, solid strikes. Did what he needed to do. Good decision win. James Gallagher took on Patchy Mix. Pretty sure. Not sure why it's not marked on my sheet, but I am pretty sure, as I go up a couple octaves, I'm pretty sure that Patchy won that. Another submission. We're waiting on that to come up. Yep, cool. It was. Yeah, Patchy Mix beats James Gallagher uh, with the submission. Fantastic performance by Patchy to uh, get himself back into the, the limelight of the Bantamweight division. And in the main event, Patricky Pitbull avenges a previous performance against Peter Queeley and wins the lightweight world title with a TKO victory. Patricky looked like a man possessed. He looked like, this is mine. You're not going to beat me. It's not one of those, it's not one of those, uh, you're going to have to to kill me to beat me. It's like, no, you're just not going to beat me. And he went out there and just lit him up. Uh, Now, of course, Bellator has an event coming up this weekend. It is headlined by Chris Cyborg as she takes on uh, Kavanaugh. Now, Kavanaugh, now, let's take a look. Let's give her credit. Uh, Sinead Kavanaugh at 7 4 and 0. I think I picked her in the upset. Somebody's going to beat Cyborg. I, I very much am a fan of Cyborg. She goes out there and she gets it done, for sure. only had two losses. I just, honestly, I don't feel that great about the pick, but I'm just trying to call the upset for the sake of calling it. Uh, but this should be really good for the Women's Featherweight World Title. Uh, Cyborg, Sinead Cavanaugh, it's, man, it's, Those two girls are going to be throwing some haymaker bombs. Uh, You get Tyrell Fortune against Linton Vassell. That's going to be a good one as well. I'm taking Tyrell Fortune in the heavyweight feature fight there. Um... Aaron Pico is going to take on Justin Gonzalez. I took Gonzalez in this one. He is undefeated with 12 wins. Aaron Pico is really good. There's a chance if anybody in the featherweight division is going to kind of upset Justin Gonzalez, it definitely could be Aaron Pico. I just I feel like Gonzalez is still on a roll. I feel like he's going to he's going to use this as a good notch in the belt to potentially get himself in line for a title shot. Arlene Blenko. It's going to take on Pam Sorensen. I took Blenko in this one in the women's featherweight future fight. I'll be honest, these women are pretty even as far as uh, the momentum they have coming in. Uh, skills we're go- we're going to see. Pam's going to have to really bring it to get Arlene off her game. That's not saying it can't happen, but I took I took uh, Blenko. Uh, and then last on the main card, Steve Mowry is taking on Rakeem Cleveland. I took Maori, and this one's a heavyweight feature fight there. I took Maori because he's undefeated with nine wins. But Rakeem has fought 35 times already, and he's 21-13-1. So could Rakeem win? Absolutely. Absolutely. And being heavyweight, they are going to throw... Heavier bombs than uh, even Cyborg is, and um, Kavanaugh are going to throw. But that is coming up. Bellator 271, Cyborg, Kavanaugh is Friday. That is actually tomorrow. That should be fun if you're looking for something fun to watch there. Um, let's talk about UFC 268, Usman Covington 2. Um, let's talk about some fights that I liked. Um, Chris Curtis and Phil Hawes. In the middleweight division, of course, Chris Curtis with the KO victory there. But uh, Phil Hawes, no slouch, so uh, good notch in the belt there for Chris Curtis. Bobby Green over uh, Al. All right, Quinta. Bobby Green, he's a fun interview. He was on the Believe You Me podcast with uh, Michael Bisping. Uh, Bobby Green, really cool, really laid back. Uh, it' fun to hear him in just a normal interview and not, you know, not trying to rare up, not trying to pump it up. Justin Gaethje took on Michael Chandler. Gaethje gets the unanimous decision win. There, he he. He did more than enough to to get the decision win there. Michael Chandler, I think he's one and two or one and three since leaving Bellator to sign with UFC. Um, I'm not sure where he goes from here. There's, I mean, there's fights to be made, but I just, I don't know. He's kind of getting lost in the shuffle, and he's not winning fights, and he's being paid a lot of money. Shane Burgos get the unanimous decision win over Billy Quarantillo. Good fight there in the featherweight division. And then we get to the top three. Cheeto Vera with the KO victory over Frankie Edgar. People are talking about if Edgar's going to continue to fight. The thing I bring up is who is Cheeto going to fight next in the bantamweight division? Cheeto is uh, is on fire. Rose and Gets the split decision win over Zhang Weili. Good fight. Good fight. I think we all had it 2-2. We could easily say that these girls won at least two rounds point blank on their own. And then, depending on which which round you thought, whether it was five, whether it was two, that that could have went either way. Well, a lot of times, judges seem to side with champion. I think that's what happened here. I think this was a 50-50 fight. And they determined that Rose did just an extra, a little bit extra. Great win for her. Two straight wins over Zang Lee, And uh, I would like to see Zhang Wehaley against uh, Johanna uh, Jacek. I want to see that again. and maybe the winner of Ky Whaley wins. you put her back at the top. there's man, the women's straw weight is so loaded that I I think Rose is going to have one or two more opponents before you see uh, Johanna or uh, Whaley back in a title picture. And then Kamaru Usman with the unanimous decision win over Colby Covington. He deserved it. Usman controlled the fight. Covington had some some opportunities come up a little short there, but uh, he'll rebound. He'll be fine. Now, that leads us to UFC Fight Night coming up this Saturday, I believe. Saturday, yep. Where? Let's go through some of the big fights. Um, Courtney Casey is back, and she is a heavy favorite versus Liana jo- uh, Jojua. That should be fun in the women's flightweight division. Tiago Moises is a favorite over Joel Alvarez in the lightweight division. Uh, that should be fun. Cynthia Calvillo or Calvio, is uh, a slight favorite over Andrea Lee. Andrea make get her there. I, I think Calvillo is, is still going to win, but uh, don't sleep on Andrea Lee there. What else do we got? Uh, Felicia Spencer is going to take on Leah Ledson. Spencer is a big favorite, but hey, Leah can still go. For Featherweight, that's going to be good. Chaos Williams is a slight underdog to Miguel Baeza in the welterweight division. I like Chaos. Hey, Miguel could win that, though. Song Yadong versus Julio Arce in the bantamweight division. Fight Night might be as loaded as a regular pay-per-view, so you're getting another free pay-per-view. It's fantastic. It's all ESPN+. Uh, Felicia Spencer is going to... Yeah, I told you that one did that one. Uh, ben Rothwell is going to go against Marcos Rogero De Lima. Ben Rothwell's a little bit of a, of a I mean 39-13 and 0, he's fought a lot. But uh, Marcos is uh, he's got 27 fights, 18-8-1 eight in the heavyweight division. You talk about two just big monsters. This is uh, the movie rampage, you know, it's it's King Kong versus Godzilla. These two are just going to rain down the heavy punches. And in the main event, Yair Rodriguez is going to take on Max Holloway in a featherweight feature about, no titles on this one, but you don't need titles. They're fun when you have them. They're great when you have them. You don't need it. This is Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez. Max is a huge favorite, which means if you are in a place where you can legally and safely make gentlemen's agreements with establishments that, um, give you the odds to do so, the money would be on Yair Rodriguez because you stand to make a decent chunk of money if he wins. That being said, Max Holloway is a big favorite for a reason. There's a good chance he's going to win this. If I were you and I were putting a gentleman's agreement on it, I would take Rodriguez, and I will go with Rodriguez. Uh, did I tell you about it? I think I told you about everything that we have here. So that's going to do it for us. Remember, this Friday, Bellator 271, Cyborg versus Kavanaugh. AEW Full Gear is on Saturday, and so is UFC Fight Night, Holloway versus Rodriguez. This has been Strong Style. I'm Jeremy the Impact. York. Thanks for tuning in. Keep pushing on. Keep pushing on, folks. I'm going to keep pushing on and battling this little sinus, whatever this is. I think we got through this without too many hiccups. Any coughing fits. Um, The other two shows will be later this week. I would expect one of them tomorrow. But I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Fight on.